U.S. court uh, as we speak that a civil sexual assault lawsuit against him should be dismissed. Uh, Virginia Dufre is suing him for allegedly sexually assaulting her 20 years ago when she was a teenager. Let's get more detail on this from Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent. The the, the lawyers for the prince, Simon, are appear to be homing in on that element of an agreement that Victoria Dufresne already reached with Jeffrey Epstein. Well, they've tried to do precisely that, Sheila, but I have to say they're running into a buzzsaw in the form of uh, Judge Kaplan in the court, who doesn't seem uh, to be accepting any of the arguments that Prince Andrew's lawyers have advanced. Initially, they started arguing that the document that was released yesterday, which is that 2009 settlement agreement struck between Virginia Dufre, uh, who of course accuses Prince Andrew of sexually abusing her when she was a teenager, uh, and Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein releases Virginia Dufre from any right to pursue legal action against a group of people classed in this document as other potential defendants. And uh, Prince Andrew's lawyer has argued within the last 15 minutes that there is no uh, other construction possible on that phrase, uh, other potential defendants, than that it should cover uh, Prince Andrew. The lawyer called the document unambiguous. Clearly, he said, Ms. Dufre intended to release a broad category of individuals, including royalty. But Judge Kaplan sounded highly sceptical about that argument. Uh, He said there were all sorts of other questions about the agreement uh, that could be raised. Uh, For example, he said, how do we know that Jeffrey Epstein uh, insisted on this relatively opaque legal uh, phrase in the document uh, because he wasn't willing uh, to provide uh, Virginia Dufre with the $500,000 compensation that he paid her uh, under the terms of this agreement for clearer language. Uh, Judge Kaplan at one point said to Prince Andrew's lawyers, I understand your point of view, but I understand the other point of view as well, to which I haven't heard a persuasive answer, namely that it was a narrower release of claims that Virginia Dufre might be able uh, to pursue than the Duke's team asserts. And what's taking place here is really uh, the passing of a document uh, that has some very imprecise language contained in it. It did not seem, at least in that part of the hearing, that Prince Andrew's lawyers uh, managed to uh, bring the judge round to their way of thinking. He told them to move on, uh, which they did, to say that it is now time uh, for Virginia Dufre to provide detailed uh, claims uh, about the allegations that she's making against Prince Andrew. Uh, At one point they said... uh, that uh, Prince Andrew, Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, this is uh, the Duke's lawyer, uh, forced her to do something against her will, but we don't know who forced her to do what or precisely when this occurred. And the judge absolutely cut him off and said, come on, it was forced sexual intercourse. There isn't any doubt about what that uh, element of the complaint uh, means. So insofar as this hearing has got a way to run yet, at the moment, one would have to say, based on what we've heard, there's been nothing that is going to lead the judge to rule in favour 
of the defence and throw this civil lawsuit out. But the hearing is underway. Prince Andrew, of course, denies all the allegations that uh, are being levelled against him. And we should remind everyone that this is a civil proceeding, not a criminal proceeding uh, that is taking place in the Southern District of New York there this morning. And, and remind me, this, this these allegations don't just relate to London, because that, if, if that were the case, that would be something that they could perhaps lean on. Uh, they don't just relate to London. I think in her hmm. complaint, she's claiming uh, that the sexual abuse occurred in three separate locations, uh, one in Jeffrey Epstein's private home in Manhattan, um, another on the island in the Caribbean, and then the third time, uh, I'm not sure the, the precise order of the uh, hmm. uh, of these uh, alleged events, but the third uh, location was the flat uh, in London. So those are all part and parcel right. of the complaint uh, that she is pursuing in this court. And, and away from this story, there's another story that uh, I've been watching just out of interest because I've, I've, I listened about a year or so ago to a, a podcast about it. This extraordinary story um, around Elizabeth Holmes, who looks like butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. Tell me about Elizabeth Holmes. It is absolutely extraordinary. So Elizabeth Holmes was, until three years ago, the darling of Silicon Valley. Uh, she raised billions. She, she created a company that had a, a worth, a value of $9 billion by the time she had, and we can now say this following the jury's verdict in the trial yesterday, conned uh, high-profile investors out of their cash uh, promising them that she and her company Theranos had created a device that was going completely to streamline the business of blood testing in the United States and around the world. You would simply be able to pop into any pharmacy, any retail location, and literally their device would collect a pinprick of blood from your thumb or your finger, and that, that, that's all the blood they would need to run blood tests that now uh, require, you know, a, a test tube of blood. What's that old Tony Hancock line? Uh, a pint that's almost half an arm. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you know that one? It was I, do, I do, I do. Uh, I, I wasn't of, thinking in those terms, one but of I my am late now. father's favourite yeah. shows. Anyway, um, so this was going to be able to short circuit all of that uh, and uh, completely revolutionise the business of blood testing in America, which is a highly lucrative uh, business with laboratories all over the country uh, taking blood samples and then several days later spitting out the results. Well, if it sounded too good to be true, there's a reason for that. It mm. was too good to be true. Uh, there was a According to staff within the company, a cover-up taking place. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes and her business partner, whom she now accuses of sexually abusing her, allegations he denies. Uh, staff say they were aware that test results were not showing uh, anything like the uh, positive claims they were making about all of this technology. So at her trial last night, she was convicted of four counts uh, of fraud, uh, acquitted of four others, and the jury was deadlocked on three charges. She faces up to 20 years in jail on each count. And this trial saw a parade of testimony from witnesses, uh, including people like former U.S. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, who was on the board of Theranos. Uh, at one point, Elizabeth Holmes was named by Time magazine, one of the hundred most influential uh, people under 30 in the world. She was on the board of think tanks here in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden 
himself as vice president was sent out uh, to California to visit Theranos headquarters and congratulated Elizabeth Holmes on uh, the astonishing achievements that she claimed she had notched up. It's all come to a crashing halt. The company's shut down and she's now looking at some very, very serious jail time following those verdicts yesterday. Thank you very much, Simon. <coughs> Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent.